Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy, and I'm with Libby and Ellie today. Welcome back, Ellie, and welcome, Libby. Hello, and it is so good, Ellie, to have you back again today. And she is a graduate of Garraway High School and then Malone (laughs) University. And wow, Ellie, it was such a joy having you with us yesterday, just kind of updating us on what's happening in your life. Uh, A little bit about where you've been, but not very much. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) this is one thing Missy and I know, everybody has a story and it's always a God story, whether people know it or not. And that's uh, one of the beautiful things about recognizing the Lord is the reality of who he is in our lives every day, whether we recognize it or not. And when we do, it's bam, that is so, so awesome. So we just are curious about your story and uh, just having you share parts of it and getting to know you better. And I think oftentimes when we share our stories, we even get to know ourselves better because we're saying it again out loud Mm -hmm. and God is showing us something new perhaps. And I encourage people to do that is to share it out loud. It's, It's like reading scripture, which is living and active. Our stories can be the same way because God is always at work revealing himself revealing himself and wanting us to see him. Yeah. Yeah. So Ellie, tell us, tell us some of your story. Yeah, for sure. So um, I grew up um, in a very like God-loving family. Um, They went to church every Sunday and I had a great relationship with my pastor. And I always knew like church was important because like people told me it was important. I never really, I was just like, oh, this is something we do on Sundays. This is what my family does. Um, It wasn't until like my junior year of high school. Like that was the time when I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow Jesus because I want to, not necessarily because people told me to, but it was a long road getting there. So at the time I had just started discovering my love for music and theater and my teacher, who taught music at the time, I, he was my favorite person in the whole world. I, um, I spent more time with him than I did with my parents because of extracurricular activities. Um, but halfway through my junior year, we discovered that this man wasn't the person we thought he was. And he ended up getting in trouble for certain things. And that, um, that whole experience kind of spiraled my idea of authority and of, um, what I thought, I don't know why, but I got very angry at God during that time. I got very like, why would you do this to all these people? Like, you know, this was a man I trusted and, and now I don't trust anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, how is there, how is this world like even good at all? And Mm -hmm. I was very much just very distant from God. I didn't really want, honestly, like anything to do with him. I kind of like, I would pray and I would like go to church, but I was just like very angry And we have, I was still in the youth group at the time because I was still, I was a junior in high school. And every couple months we would have a youth Sunday, which would be when the youth would lead the service. And I was usually asked to sing. 
which is perfectly fine. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go sing and then I'm going to like grab a donut and then I'm going to leave because <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to be here. Sounds like a plan for a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> I mean the donut part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I decided on two casting crown songs because I actually, I do really, I still loved music and I loved, um, and I love casting crowns. I think they're a great band and I think they're great songwriters. So I picked two of their songs and the first one was East to West and then the second one was Voice of Truth. And um, Voice of Truth was one song that I could not get like I don't know what it was but like I could never sing it right and so I was like well I can't sing this in front of people I'm gonna like totally embarrass myself and so I totally like put that song aside and I learned a different one and but something that Sunday morning was like you need to sing voice of truth and I was like no like I don't want to like (laughs) I'm like it's not like I can't I can't sing it like I know like it's weird I, I don't want to and but like something was still telling me like you you want to sing this song and I was like fine I'll sing it and so I go and I give like the like the two background tracks to like East to West and Voice of Truth and East to West goes great um like I sing it well and people like it and I go up to sing Voice of Truth and it's in front of like the whole congregation like I come on like the song starts and I start singing in like a severely wrong note like it's so wrong like it sounds like terrible and I was like oh my gosh stop so in front of like the whole congregation I like stop the song and I was like we need to start over because that was terrible and like I'm here to give you guys a good performance and we're gonna start over and she started over I didn't come in at the right time the song is going no idea where I am and I was like stop like stop like I don't wanna (laughs) like we're starting over and so like the third time she restarted the song in front of all these people I don't even come in at all I just let the song like play and I just stand there and I just felt so like I've never felt so like low, like in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, this was something that I always depended on and it's not here anymore. Like I can't, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And I just remember looking out in the audience and our pastor was like praying and my sister was like crying because she was like scared for me. And I just remember like thinking like, I just remember all the failures that like have ever been in my life is just going through my head. And this is just like, just part of me was like, get off that stage. Like you don't belong there. Like you don't belong. You don't deserve to do this. Like, look how bad you are. And I know that was like the enemy. Like I know that was Satan, like almost telling me to give up on my dream. But there was this other voice that was like, just, just sing it anyway. Just sing the words. Like, don't even worry about the music. Like it was just like, just sing it. And if you know the words to Voice of Truth, it's a crazy, it's just crazy how things align. Because, like, the words to that song is, like, you know, like, oh, what I would do to have the faith to have to, like, step out of this boat. And and that whole song is about trusting the voice of God and not the voices around you. And so I just sang. Like, I just totally closed my eyes and, like, like, everyone in the congregation just, like, went away. And I just sang this song and, like, no, no background check, just, like, the words. And I think, like, from that moment on, I, like, knew. I was, like, God is real. And, like, he has called me to do certain things no matter what they are. And he has got me no matter what. And that was just such a moving experience for me that, like, that is the moment that I decided to pursue Jesus because of who I am in him and not because 
of what people tell me or of what be like oh like you believe in Jesus because that's what we do it's like I actually like that was the first time I really really felt him and and I hope everyone even though like it was a really like embarrassing moment for me I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world like I wouldn't go back and be like oh I wish I could have just sang it perfect like I needed to be embarrassed in front of people and I think God knew that too and like I needed it to happen in front of people and I needed it to be where it was exactly at the time it was mm-hmm. and I just like thank God that that happened because I don't think I would be where I am today I think I probably would have stopped performing if I would have went off that stage that day instead of singing that whole song. I oh, have. I love that story. Yeah. So many times. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really crazy. I'm you're crying a little I bit. I know, oh, me too. It's but, like, oh, But wow. the whole idea of performing, even if you're not a performer, all of us kind of face that because oh, yeah. there's something in us that thinks we have to be something. You know what I mean? And we have to do, do it something. right. We have to do something in order to attain not just other people's love, but often God's love. We think, okay, I'm going to be this good person, and then I'm going to get into heaven. Or I, if I do this, or or even after you have a relationship with Jesus, sometimes it, we get caught up in the performance, thinking, I have to do this. And yeah. to me, in that whole story, it's just as if God said, it's not about your performance. It's about It's about your obedience. I mean, that whole thing is just beautiful. And what a reminder to all of us that, it's not our performance. We don't do anything. It's God who does everything for us. Yeah. yeah. It was just like a reminder that like, this was never about me. Like singing yes. these songs, like, yeah, I'm, I'm good at it and I love to do it. But like bottom line, it's not about me. Like it's about God and what and how I can show him through what he has given me. Mm. and that was just and I every day I have to be reminded of that like every day I want to get like oh like I did that but like I didn't do that like I did that because God allowed me to Mm. so 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 beautiful and here's here's what I'm thinking when when you're talking and and Missy you said this too uh, Ellie, you could have stepped down. You could have stepped down. Uh, you could have allowed that embarrassment to cause you to quit so God has put all of the talent into you, all of the ability into you, but you still have choices to make. Mm-hmm. And you made right choices there. And whether you were in that moment or not of realizing, hey, I'm obeying God, which I don't think you realized it <laughs> at the time. But Missy, you brought yeah. it up. That's what God wants is our obedience. But going back to your story, Ellie, you mentioned that that was the song that was given to you, that voice that said, you need to do this song. And so you just obeyed. You obeyed regardless of what the outcome was going to be. And now I think back to if I could have been there in that congregation listening to you, you know what that would have said to me and done for me? That would have made me a part of your testimony. Yeah, this is the thing, because it was, you could have, everything could have gone perfect and you could have sang beautifully. And I believe the congregation would have enjoyed it. Instead, it was a God moment and an, and mm-hmm. a visual illustration for the people sitting. And even as you told the story, yes, it became right. a God moment for us, like yeah. listening to it. Yeah. So as we as they sat there and they watched you, and then you sang that song that talks about listening to the voice of God. Now, of course, we've heard the background to that, but it, it was just such an illustration, not just for you. God was dealing with you, but he's also dealing with people in the congregation. That's right. And it was much more powerful, I'm trying to say. It was much more powerful because of 
you know, the th trying three times and stopping and then finally singing it than it would have been if you'd have just stood up there and sang a beautiful song and got down off the stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you can, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and can you imagine maybe to this day the number of people that are saying, hey, I, I can do this. I can pick myself up and go on because I remember when Ellie did that. I remember the power she got from God. I remember the testimony of that time in her life. I can do this too. That is so lovely. And when we can all know the, those God moments when God came to me and I yeah. recognized him and I chose him intentionally. Continue on with what you're sharing with us. Yeah, and so like... I got involved in Young Life my senior year, and that's how, like, I met you, and and life was going pretty, pretty well, and then I went off to college, and it was my freshman year of college, and life got a little, like, iffy, it got a little messy, because I was, like, it was my first year of college, like, I've never <laughs> done anything like that, and I was the only one from my school who went to that college, so I didn't know anyone, it was a completely new experience, um, and so I did feel very lonely, I felt very, just kind of just like I was like floundering, like I was just like trying to reach on to things to like, I definitely kind of stepped away from God because I was like, okay, I want to find somewhere I belong. I want to like belong here and I want to be good at this. And, and so I definitely stepped back. And after my freshman year ended, I went into a summer that completely changed not only my life but my family's life as well so it was the summer of 2016 and a lot of different things happened but like I felt like I was almost getting just like I feel like everything that could have gone wrong in my life totally did so I went through my very first heartbreak um I my family kind of went through this turmoil my father ended up going into emergency open heart surgery i remember that um mm -hmm. during this summer and that totally kind of just threw our whole family dynamic out of whack because he what he is um i grew up on a small dairy farm so he's a farmer and he was the one that would kind of tell us what to do and he would do all the work and suddenly he couldn't do that anymore and that was just crazy to us of my mom and my two sisters and my uncle like we all like had to like pitch in and do all these things that we haven't really like done before or done in a while and it was just like my whole life was just like out of whack and, and I was doing a show at the time that it wasn't it was a very it was a fun show but just all these other things happening in my life I couldn't find any joy in it and I, w I remember like I was at the last um, performance of the show and the actually um, the boy that I had broken up with was also in the show and he had a way bigger role than I did. And just seeing him on stage every night was just very, very hard because I just, I missed him so much at the time and, and we just, we weren't on a speaking level yet. So we weren't even really friends and it just was very, very hard to deal with. And, and it, I was just like, God, like, why would you, like, let me go through this, <laughs> like, every single day? Like, I was already, like, upset about a bunch of different things. But this, like, one time was like, the last performance of the show, and I've never seen this woman before. I don't know how she got into, like, the theater. I think she was a mother of one of the children, like, the small children in the show. And we had just done this circle of, like, oh, like, what has this show done for us? And I remember... Um, 
the boy kind of saying something. I'm sure he didn't mean it in this way, but at the time I took it as like, he was saying how like nothing in his life has ever meant more to him than this moment. And I just remember feeling so crushed. Like I was like, I meant nothing. And I'm sure he did not mean it in that way at all. <laughs> right. But at the moment I was like, I meant nothing. And I I was so, I was so mm-hmm. heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I was just trying to hold it together, yeah. trying to hold it together. And, and when it came to my turn, I was just like, um, yeah, like it was great to like, you know, be here for like two. I was like, I love stories. Like, thanks for letting me be here. It was really like, oh, not a good answer. But afterwards, this woman came up to me and was like, um, she's like, I know you don't know me, but God wants me to tell you something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what? (laughs) Like, I know I was like, well, what, like, what, what do you want to tell me? And she's like, she's like, he wants, he wants you to know that everything that happened this summer wasn't an accident. Mm-hmm. She's like, he's going to use all of it for your good and you just have to trust him. And I remember just like crying because like that morning I had definitely had what I like to call like my Abraham Isaac moment where I was like, God, like if you don't want me to act anymore, if you don't want me to perform anymore, I won't. I was like, if this is all leading, if this is, if everything is happening, because you are leading me to not perform anymore. Like, I'll do it. Like, it'll be hard, but I'll do it. And that woman coming up to me was just like this affirmation of like, you are called to pursue God. And if that is acting, he will open doors for you to act. If that is performing, he will open doors for you to perform. But if it's not, he'll open doors and for not doing those things. Mm-hmm. And you'll know to go through them. And so that was just in a really amazing moment. And I won't say like it was all like butterflies and right. <laughs> shiny things right. after that. It was still very much a struggle going into my <laughs> sophomore year. I I looked at different majors. I looked at different things. But slowly and surely, my love for performing and storytelling came back. And it came back stronger than it ever has before. And I decided that year to pursue it professionally once I graduated, no matter how hard it would be, no matter like what it looked like. I was like, I was going to try it because I've had the affirmation that God is going to use everything in my life to his good. Mm-hmm. And I have, and looking back, there are so many of those affirmations, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like there are so many, but I just chose to either overlook them because of the circumstances I was in, or I'd be like, this wasn't big enough, which is like terrible. Like, you know, to be like, that wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. God, like I wanted you. And so then finally he brought like a woman, like an actual person to me to tell me these things when, yeah. when all along there has been little affirmations all the way mm. through. Oh. So beautiful. Okay, a couple of things I want to touch on. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll start with what you just said, the affirmations all along, the little things that maybe you, you were either denying or rejecting or not paying attention to. Has all of this caused you to be more mindful and attentive to the ways that God works moment by moment, day by day, even in things that don't feel good or comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I like to call them God winks. I think like, I think God winks at us all the time through very little things. And Mm. I know a lot of people, I get a lot of, 
oh, I don't get made fun of. But I know a lot of people kind of take my view as almost like a childish thing. Because I'll be like, there are no coincidences. Oh, like, I'm going to stop you yeah. right there. And I'm going to say you are childlike. <laughs> Not childish. You are childlike. Yeah. And that's exactly how our Heavenly Father wants us. So yes. <laughs> God winks. I love it. Keep going. Emily. Yeah. And so I I will take little things and I'll be like, this is God telling us that this is right. Or like, this is God like telling us that he loves us, even if like we did bad. And I know like, I think... Some people don't like that mindset. Some people are very, they're like, if this can't be explained or like, you know, or like they want an explanation for everything, I guess I should say. And that's just like, I am, I would, I love explanations for things. I think it's cool to get those, but I'm at a time in my life where like some things are never going to be explained. Mm. And I think there are way more to coincidences than we think there are. Mm -hmm. Like, I think some things are just meant to happen. Because there is someone aligning them, mm-hmm. for sure. And I, I've often thought, wow, if everything could be explained, if I could understand everything, I would have no need for God. It's exactly, like it yeah. brings God down on my level. Do I want that? No, never, mm-hmm. never. No, I don't care. If I don't understand it, if I can't explain it, to me, that's all the better. Because that is just causing me to love God more, to lean into him more, to trust him more, to know that he's the one that understands it all. He's the one that knows it all. He's the one that can explain it all. And someday, and scripture's good about telling us this, we will see him as he is. Right now, we see through a glass darkly, but then it will all come to light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, I am so enjoying this story. I had no idea. And I love the fact, again, Libby, you said everybody has a story. There's so much in this, Ellie, but you had mentioned something to us earlier. I really want you to share this with our listeners. Your Abraham Isaac moment. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah. So um, to me, um, an Abraham Isaac moment is when we are willing to sacrifice one of our greatest loves to pursue the will of God. And that can be one of the hardest things we've ever done, and it can be one of the scariest things. I mean, in the Old Testament, like, God called Abraham to give up his son, which Abraham had been praying for, for many, many years. And while that's really, really scary, I think there is this obedience to God that we have to follow. And today, no, I don't think God is going to call us to give up our children, but I think we have a lot of, like, babies in our life that we are the this is I was like this is what defines me or this is who I am and mm-hmm. we have to be willing to set that before Christ and be willing to give it up um mm-hmm. and so sometimes I was I was blessed enough that he gave it back to me like Abraham um I was blessed enough that he was willing to be like okay like now that I know that you're willing to give it up it's going to come back and it's going to come back even stronger. And we're and because of and because of me being willing to give it up, I think that is what makes it stronger cuz I mm. know what I know, I planned for a life without it. Like, you know. Yes. So I know what my life would like would look like without it. So I'm even more grateful for it now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I think on different levels, I think everyone, every Christian goes through that moment of being like, okay, do I follow my heart or do I follow God's heart? And if they mm-hmm. don't, they stay in that baby baby stage. They never move on into maturity because that's mm-hmm. really what 
Christ calls us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, too, if we don't choose to do that, then we stay in a life of potential idolatry Mm -hmm. where... Everything else yeah. is is our baby, as you had as you had mentioned. Everything else takes precedence over our relationship with the Lord. And Ellie, when you talked about how He gave your Isaac back to you, and it was stronger and better than ever, that is so beautiful. And here's the thing I want to say along with that, and and this is for anybody listening: if you lay your Isaac down, and He doesn't give that Isaac back. He's got another Isaac for you, and it's going to be better than what you laid down. That's his promise. Well, we are at the end of our time together. Thank you for joining us. Ellie, thank you for being with us. And remember, you've found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Step back in time with a stay at one of the oldest buildings in historic Berlin, Ohio, the Worthman House. This charming building has a rich history with origins dating back to as early as the mid-1800s. The newly restored two-bedroom, one-bathroom suite has hardwood floors and gorgeous chestnut trim throughout. It is also outfitted with locally made Amish furniture. It can sleep six and offers a beautiful panoramic view of Berlin's Main Street. Its location in the heart of Berlin is an ideal spot for walking to various restaurants and shops. Book your stay at the Worthman House through VRBO. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from modern farmhouse to transitional design. Then, meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.